0: another episode of Black Boy Joy. Uh, you've got me here, Kieran, and,
1: and me Ainsley.
0: Hello Ainsley, hello. Um, we were talking earlier this week and you reminded me that it's, it's been about a year now, hasn't it, hasn't it since we started our, our podcast yes. journey?
1: Happy <laughs> birthday to Black Boy Joy podcast. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I don't know about you, Key, but I wasn't even sure if we'd make it past one episode, let alone, let alone a year's worth
0: unusually when we started you know what I'm like I'm always thinking about the future and at the expense of dealing with things that need to be dealt with now but I didn't do that so much when we started the podcast I was just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah we'll just do one episode at a time see how we get on um and we've gotten I don't know how many we've done it must be like mid to late 20s I don't know um 30
1: this is our 30th podcast oh
0: wow 30
1: yeah wow I guess that's like two milestones, then, isn't it
0: no, absolutely, absolutely. It's um, it's a weird one. because I was saying, it's most of our episodes would have been released in 2020, and it feels really fast since we started. But it also feels like a very, very long time just because of what this year's been like.
1: I know. I feel like yeah, any plans I had for the podcast was like dashed out the window. <laughs> But you've done well to
0: keep, like you know, to keep the momentum going, especially through lockdown. I think if I'd been, you know, the most prominent, like uh, half, I feel like it would have fizzled out, maybe. But you've been very good at, you know, uh, insisting, you know, let's get some guests on, let's keep the, you know, the momentum going. Let's this record. Let's like, It's like,
1: like... like a production meeting key. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> there... <laughs> oh yeah. Um... I guess over the over last year, like, are there any highlights for you? Like, any episodes that you like the most?
0: Oh, quite a lot, really. I don't, I don't think I have like a short list as like per se. Um, I enjoyed the episode with Paul, not
1: um, Paul Mendes.
0: Uh, yeah, sorry. There's a lot of edits yeah. to already. Sorry, Paul Mendes, <laughs> uh, the writer, author of Rainbow Milk. Of Rainbow um, Milk. Yes. I enjoyed <laughs> our way, chat yeah. with G Day. I enjoyed our chat with, oh my God, Ainsley, I keep my mic going blank, man. Uh, I enjoyed our chat with Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed our chat with Rico. I think, to be fair, all the guests I've enjoyed speaking to. We've got, we've, uh, we've wrapped up quite a lot of guests, haven't we, over the year? We have, um, yeah.
1: And I think the good thing is that, like, the guests that we've had, like, all, everyone's come with something new, like, new experiences, new jobs, whatever, like, something something new for us to learn, like, in every episode that we've done yeah so i think yeah that's kind of the beauty of having guests and like trying to like facilitate conversations like this just that uh, you honestly never really know what you're gonna get you? <laughs>
0: no exactly yeah have you um do you have any particular highlights as well from what we've done any of the episodes that we've apart
1: from the guests my favorite episode i think i've said it before Is the um is the newcastle one the one where oh, i um, the, my, my well,
0: when we went on the scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is when when, it, when it, so we released that not as soon as it happened, but it w- would have been like late November twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah,
0: and I think that is the last time we've been out on the scene. Obviously, because it was it was November, and then from from say February March of this year, there wasn't really really anything happening. But we definitely need to do that again when things are somewhat back to normal. I was thinking about Birmingham. And Birmingham crossed my mind. Um, and Blackdown like, well,
1: would be the easiest one for us to do because we're both we're both from there.
0: Exactly. And obviously and Pride is it's either early or late, late May bank holiday every year. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't been since um must be like 2013, 2014, a very long time ago anyway. But is Pride good or dry? When I've been to the one in Brum, I think I've gone three times altogether, and I just went in the night night time. I know they've got the parade and maybe maybe a fun fair in the daytime, I'm not sure. But I've never, yeah. I've never been to the daytime, but I've just been out on the night. Um, yeah. So maybe if I did do it, I'd have to do it properly. Manchester's on my list as well because yeah, I've been out of Manchester a little bit, but I've not been to their pride or anything. I wanna go to Pride in
1: Manchester as well. Yeah. I keep it's... thinking like it's a really bad comparison to make, but I keep like because you know like you know Carnival for instance, you know they've got like different ones in like different, yeah. ones in different cities. No, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think that um, that Hill Carnival is the only carnival in the UK. well uh, like, no yeah, yeah, that, and then like if you are sadly mistaken. There's uh, There's what well, I have been. To, I've personally been to. I've been to Leeds Carnival, which is the best one. Best one I've I, I haven't
0: been yet. That's on my list to go. I would like one, to yeah. go.
1: The problem is that it clashes with with um By with the Carnival. But yeah. I think so. If I got it right, I think on that weekend. They've got um, Leeds Carnival on the Saturday, and the mm. second day on the Sunday. which clashes on the first day of Michael Carnival, in um, yeah, it's the first day, of the Sunday, and then the uh, bank holiday day, that Monday. is then, mm. that's, that, like that's the main day anyway. So it is possible for you to do both, but you just have to like choose your days.
0: But it also clashes with Pride as well, doesn't it? Manchester Pride. So. Is there? Yeah, because in Manchester, Pride is August Bank Holiday. So if you wanted to do all three, you would. Let me think. How would you do this?
1: You, you would can't go do all to.
0: Three. I think you can do a lot of traveling. Um, I think <laughs> you'd, go to, you'd go to Manchester on Friday slash Saturday, Leeds on Sunday, and then Nottingham on Monday. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of work. But you know, it sounds yeah. like a challenge. I could be interested. in I'm not a a young whippersnapper anymore, but the idea does kind of appeal to me. Like you know, like when you're much younger and you can sort of have seven nights of getting absolutely trolleyed. Yeah, Uh, I think now like two's pushing it. Like if I I can do two nights in a row, like getting really drunk, uh, I feel like that's Mm -hmm. that's a big achievement. Three or four,
1: who knows? (laughs) Anyway, the point I was making is that like of all the carnival across the UK. Birmingham carnival, they don't do it anymore, but when they did, I, I, hate, to, I hate to bash my city because I love Birmingham, it gets unfair route, but that was the worst mm-hmm. carnival of all of them. <laughs> was, it, was it in Houndsworth Park? It was in Hansworth Park, yeah.
0: Right, I, you see, I remember, like, obviously I'm from Hamsworth and I was a bit of a hermit growing up, so when all my brothers used to go to carnival, I didn't want to go because I was just scared of all the big crowds and stuff, so I've never been you People, from hamster exactly here we go so you you exactly so from what you're saying it's not a thing anymore
1: no even Is yeah no
0: right well, one why it was cancelled like <laughs> they have um they have different well, various events in that park throughout the year
1: we used to have marcus garvey day as well at hamster park but i don't know mm-hmm. whether like, that doesn't happen anymore either because um, carnival, so they used to do it, like back when I was like young, young, they used to do it like every year, like most carnivals, like on the circuit. Yeah. Then they changed it to like every two years, <laughs> every other year, basically. Oh, that's a bit odd. And then, yeah, and then I don't know, I, I don't even think a decision was made to just, just like knock it on the head. I was like, because um, every time that you went, there was always a guy called like Professor Black, who apparently organised a carnival. But mm-hmm. i never knew. nobody seemed to know who this Professor Black was, where he came from. He just popped, that, no, nobody ever saw his face and he heard about this Professor right. Black person. And that was it. But like, in the carnival, like, Kansas Park is a big place. But like, I don't understand why all the sound systems are all like, just in one area. So oh, like, if know. you stand like, if you stand like, one place in the park, you could just hear like this, this din of noise. <laughs> I
0: could hear it from a house. Um... Growing up, obviously, didn't go, but like everyone else would be going, and I'd just be at home. But I must live. Let me think. Like walking distance on foot, you're looking at 15 minutes from Hammersmith Park, Mm -hmm. Um, and we could. I could always hear it, like like in detail as well. Actually, even even, despite the distance. But given how big the Black community is in Birmingham, surely it wouldn't take much, like um, you know, much enthusiasm to get it to get it like launch the game, the carnival there. There must be a
1: demand so, for it, surely? But... Yeah, like in the in the city of Birmingham, now they have like, they used to do, because you know in the in the city centre, they used, I think they still do it. They do like um, Jamaican Independence Day. They do like... something oh, in, in
0: early August, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they do that. Like, um, for the listeners that don't know Birmingham, I think it's Victoria Square. Mm-hmm. You know um, where the in Jacuzzi is? Indeed, the in Jacuzzi. Yeah, they do <laughs> it there, which is like, of all the areas in town that you could do it in, that is the smallest, and it is always ram. When I say exactly. ram, ram like, I feel like every family, every family, every black family in Birmingham is, a, is accounted for at that one place.
0: Is that the time of the year where they just have a few, like, sort of food stands and stuff? That's Am actually, I thinking at the right time?
1: I think they have some live music. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not a massive, massive thing, but they have, yeah, they have, I think they have some of music, they have some, um, they have, they have some, like, um some Caribbean, some Caribbean stores, like, uh, places doing jerk chicken and stuff, and yeah. there's always loads of Jamaican flags around. Right. And yeah, so that's, I think that that's kind of like what they do in place of carnival. It's well, not the uh, same, though, is it? If it's if it's not the same, though. No. Like I think said, I've
0: I've come. I think I've come across that, but just when I was um when used to have to go to town every day, just been out and about. So we're going back a few years now, um, but I didn't, even though it was a particular event, I thought although it was just oh, we have some food kind of thing. No, um, either. <laughs> <laughs> either,
1: even even an event. And like I said, man, like I don't understand who organised these things, man. But it's just like. I think the first, like the first year or so, um, it was on, you know, because um, like that area, that big bit um, where German market used to be outside Symphony Hall, the ICC. Yeah. That bit like if you're gonna have like a group, like a group event somewhere outdoors in town, you'd have it there because like. Well, cent Centenary Square. Centenary square, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah, there's there. more
0: space. Yeah, and, and as well, if you don't want to be in the in in the mix of it, you've got you can just go across the road, aren't you? Whereas Victoria yeah. Square. It's um, it's all like a pedestrian area, and it's yeah. a lot of people would just be walking through there just to get from one side to the to the other. So it's, it doesn't make sense if you have an event there and a lot of people going to turn
1: up. Um, I think when I think the first year that they did it, you were because you know they were doing building work. It might have even been for the library, so you couldn't, mm-hmm. you, couldn't hold, you couldn't um hold them the thing at Santini Square. They'd have to do it at Victoria Square. So I think that's why they did it the first time. But why they're still doing it at that same place now is beyond me. Have you been to the new library? I've been to the new library. Have you not been there? No, here we go. So basically, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is what I keep talking about though. Because when it opened, let me think, I can't remember, was it 2015 it opened? I can't remember the exact year. But it was a point where I just didn't go into central Birmingham anymore. Like, I didn't need to. I worked out of the center. I lived out of the center. Um, I liked the quieter life or whatever. I wasn't driving oh, or anything. Yeah. Um, and then, then I moved up here in 2017, and I still haven't been. And funnily enough, one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to visit home more because last year, in let me think 2019, I went home for Christmas, and that was, and I was thinking, this is bad, man. I'm, I'm losing touch with my with my hometown. Yeah. So I went to rectify that this year. And remember, we went to Birmingham in February, so that was a I was off to a good start. I'd been there for Christmas, and then in yeah. February I went for a weekend. And then Corona happened, and I've literally I've been in Newcastle since the beginning of March. I've not set foot outside of the oh city God. once in that time. Fever. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm, that's why I'm looking so much, and that's why I'm looking forward to Christmas so much this year. Um, mm. Just to see family, spend some time in Brum. I don't know how long I can I can spend there, um, but I'm really looking forward to. It. I feel proper cut off from Birmingham.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I need to rectify
1: it. Yeah. Gosh, we were talking about literally like two conversations that we were having that we've uh, just gone on two big tangents for. So the first one was about um, the Newcastle episode mm. that, um, that um, we recorded when I was when I was in Newcastle the day after we went on a night out, and that is probably one of my personal favourite nights because I think it was a good night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a really good night. It was. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Of the, of, i I did not expect from Newcastle or from. Mm. From Geordie's, I didn't know what to expect from like from the scene, either. Right. And so yeah. like, things happened that night that I feel like it would just wouldn't happen to other people. Or, like, <laughs> 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 to be fair, I mean, what time
0: did we we got back home? Like five in the morning, didn't we? I think. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a good night because we met with um, a couple of friends, um, and it was good for me because even though I'd been on the scene before, I don't go very often at all in Newcastle. So it was, it was nice to just have a. You know a scene-tailored night rather than have it tacked onto the end of night when you've been to, like the main area of town. Yeah, um, that was good. We we need to do that again.
1: Um, well, we not- well, we we planned to, didn't we? Like that was our plan to like go to different cities, like go to like, go to Manchester, you come mm-hmm. to London, like London. There's different areas that you could go to. Um, there's so- Birmingham, there's Leeds, so all the places that like we could have gone to to like experience the, the gay scene. Give our give our thoughts about it. And so,
0: I was going to ask. So, with London, I know there is Soho, is the one I always hear about like around old Compton Street and stuff. And I hear about Vauxhall. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other hotspots or but where do people go to? Where would a uh, black person go uh, to? Oh, for, for yeah, example? The
1: right. you, so, the two you mentioned are, uh, I guess, the, probably like through the main spots. So, um, Soho is Soho. I think everybody's heard of that. Um, Vauxhall is home to the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Right. That's, like, one of the oldest, like, LGBT venues. Um, in the UK, my boyfriend actually performs, performs there, or used to perform there, like, before uh lockdown Lockdown was on. So they do a lot of, like, they do more, like, live stuff. So it's not like mm-hmm. a club. Um, you can see drag, you can see burlesque there, you can see cabaret, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then there's um Dalston is another area that has, I think it's, like, a couple. Um, I've been to Dalston Superstore. Um, I didn't know that
0: obviously i've been through i've been in dolston uh just the once property i didn't know there was like there were jacobs clubs or anything um, yeah yeah
1: yeah there's um some there and then there were like pop-up nights aren't there so there's one um I, there's one in scala that's in king's Cross, and that's okay. for like mostly for like lgbt like people who are i don't want to say bame but you know like or like people of colour, but that's the oh, I hate, I hate <laughs> that term, but the,
0: the, the term's useful, but it just gets abused. But
1: yeah. yeah, well like yeah, um so the, that one that happened I think about like, once monthly. Mm. Um Queer Brook UK, which is like um dance hall basically like I think they did dance hall bashment, reggaeton. That's one that you'd like the most to. okay
0: that's where we need to go to <laughs> <Clearly>, like... <laughs> where's where that? What um what area is that in?
1: I don't think they do it in the same location the first time the well the first time I heard of it as it was mm. in like North London I think it might have even been like near that kind of like stock newton area well, so,
0: so it's an event basically yeah it's, like a, yeah it's like yeah it's
1: a monthly event it's not like a it's not like a club or anything okay,
0: okay. We, we must need to bookmark that one
1: definitely yeah yeah we're gonna be able to like break free and rock wild again
0: I guess at the moment um I mean, I don't know how much the tier is really personal. I'm talking about nights out. But we're in tier three here. Um, so bars and pubs can open till I think it's 11, is it? Um yeah. I don't know what the situation is where you are. I know they're Technically nightclubs can't open, but I think they can open if they're doing, like, table service. Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to get much of, like, a sort of dance hall, sorry, dance floor party vibe, like,
1: no, that's you le- Well, not legally, anyway. It might, it might be
0: happening under the radar. Who knows? But um, that's what I'm really missing. Because you know, I only, only go out maybe in good times, probably once every four to six weeks, like a proper like night out. Otherwise, it's just bars or whatever. But yeah. um, I'm really craving it now. I think like like most of us are probably, to be fair. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I am missing. I'm missing going out. Like um, the way the soul house changed now. 'Cause obviously they've had to adapt to lockdown and coronavirus. So where places would have been like bars and clubs and nightclubs and whatever. <laughs> when it was, um, like when the when the weather was a bit warmer, they used to, they did like this whole like alfresco dining thing. So um yeah. all the all the roads where they'd usually have like cars going up and down, they'd block them off and close them. And those places would like um, they'd have like, you know, like the velvet robe thing, like the barriers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With metal ballads, yeah. Like, the it was actually, it was actually really fun to be fair. Oh, it was okay. really fun to be out there, like everyone, everyone was, everyone was out there, everyone was drinking, I was having a good time. It was fun. So um, that's kind of where they were doing it. But obviously, what when the um, when the sun went in and when lockdown two came, came back again, then they had to stop all of that. So who knows now?
0: See, I've seen a little bit of that in Newcastle City Centre. Um, some of the some of the pubs, restaurants, and clubs—they're—they're um, they're like sort of popping up some like impromptu outdoor seating. Yeah, but obviously this time of the year, I'm just wary of who's actually going to go and sit outside because it's absolutely freezing. Um, White people will. Um, and when it's not freezing, it's it's raining. because like, so <laughs> 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 you haven't um, you've not visited me since I moved flat. Um, but where we are, it's literally you can't be any more central for nightlife. We're literally we've got a pub on one side and a pub on the other side. Yeah, um, there's restaurants and then like all the main bars are about a two-minute walk away. Um, mm. So you, you must come and visit sometime. so uh, something's happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, like when I start like when I start opening up all these places again, like you know, yeah. um, I, I'm getting an image of like a greyhound and it's like released from the um, <laughs> Contained, and got the gun
0: speak, goes like, off. To, like, <laughs> That's a moment wasted,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I need to like, if the, before all of this, I wouldn't even say I was like a nightclub or nightclub person, or going mm. out. But, like, I'd like to, like I'd like to go out. I'd like to like go to go to bars, experience like yeah. you know like leave to, like I'm a twenty something person soon to be thirty something. I was gonna say you
0: can't be using twenty something now. Like, <laughs> let that, you're gonna let go of that.
1: It's, um, I'm still younger than you. I'm hanging on to that 2 equal one the 8 for as long as possible. By your fingernails.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, I know what you mean yeah, because because we haven't had access to it this year. It just makes you want to do it more. Um, I I said I travelled too much last year. Like, I spent too much money went on too many holidays. But given how this year has turned out, I actually don't regret it anymore now. Because the next time I can travel comfortably is not going to be anytime soon. I think maybe six months to a year's time. Who knows? But I I keep thinking about you know what the next adventure is going to be.
1: Yeah, I you turning thirty.
0: We didn't because it was in it was end of April. It was in I think it was in lockdown, but when everyone was taking lockdown quite seriously as well. Yeah, and the I couldn't do anything. I, me- I remember sort of towards the start of this year, I was going to try and go on a solo holiday. And I, was, I had Ghana in mind. Um, to act to go to- Is it Accra or Accra? I never to say. It's but say oh, I have
1: no I have no idea. I have no Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I was looking at flights to there um for the past few months because I was supposed to be traveling less this year because I spent too much money last year. Um, So I was like, you know what? Let me spend my um 30th birthday in a black as fuck environment. I just want to go. To part of the world I've never been to before into West, Af- West Africa, which I've been interested in for a long time. Um and then that couldn't happen because of Corona. Uh, if I'd even taken a plunge to the book the flight it would have been cancelled anyway because at the time um I think they had a travel ban um, on people from Britain because we had such a high infection and death infection rate and death toll. Um so on my 30th I was in the flats doing nothing. Obviously I but there was literally, that, that was like proper lockdown, you know, before everyone, everyone got weary of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I voiced, I, I'm sorry, I Skyped, not, not Skype, FaceTime my parents, uh, video chatted to my brothers, and we had like a really good chat feel, it was like good three hours, and, and, the, and the reason I hadn't talked to him in ages, we had a really good catch mm-hmm. up. Um, two friends who live nearby, I think they just, they went to my favourite dessert shop and just bought like a shitload of cake and then brought it around to my house.
1: Um, oh, like
0: even then we we were we were taking it super seriously like um even social distancing then were was like the doorstep they couldn't come inside or anything um so it was, it was a pretty there wasn't really much to do and it's interesting because I knew that anyone born in March and April wouldn't really have much to do on their birthday but I thought it would just be for people born in, in those months but it's kind of continued throughout the year my mom's yeah. birthday was a few days ago um and I messaged her saying happy birthday and I was like well do you have anything planned is I think my birthday was just after lockdown finished and she yeah. was like well not really because um I guess her and dad are technically in the vulnerable category so she's like you know but just keeping ourselves to ourselves for now so we're yeah. not really doing anything. Um yeah. so 30 was you know you know me I'm not a big birthday person anyway. I, I get really sort of um awkward with the te- with the attention. Um mm. but this it was it was like super anticlimactic. I was just like okay I'm 30 now um spending it in the flat
1: <laughs> <as> to, <laughs> next year in 2021 you need to treat that that's your 31st birthday as if it's your 30th birthday
0: I'll do something special yeah. yeah if i
1: would be <laughs> like uh, it, all, all of the invites i said is like this is my 30th birthday since i didn't have a celebration last time
0: yeah it's gonna be a lot of that happening next year i think um it's it's a strange one because i think i felt a kind of relief that my 20s were over because my 20s yeah. were definitely a definite roller coaster they started, yeah. off really, they started off really good but I had a few tumultuous years where you, you ask yourself well I don't understand pretend to speak of you know, the whole quarter life crisis that you get between yeah, like, 30, yeah. 20s and 25 because I was I stopped to do music I finished I left full time education and, I, and then I thought I literally know nothing about the real world and it was, it was um, just getting used to all of that um, just questioning the meaning of life and all that cheesy shit and it was, it was it was a bit rough in parts, but really exciting in parts. I think the second half of my 20s, I really enjoyed. Um, mm. And 30, I think I think you kind of look at yourself and think, oh, you're no longer young. Well, you're still young, but you're not young, young anymore. Yeah. And you feel like, oh, shit, you've kind of lost something. But at the same time, you should also be excited for what's to come. Yeah. I, I want to have fun in my 30s and my 40s. Um, I, think, I think 50 plus is when I'm look, probably looking to, you know, definitely you have to be... Kind of boring, I guess, but you yeah. know, I think just just take it one day at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time, and and see. Really,
1: tomorrow tomorrow's
0: not guaranteed.
1: Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> forward to turning thirty at all.
0: Why? Why not? I
1: just I don't know, man. I'm not even sure what I have to show from my twenties to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I get what you mean because I think traditionally, thirty is supposed to be a milestone for. Sort of your career and your sort of social standing, and all that shit. Were, I think that's gone out the window with our generation.
1: Yeah. Do you can't. You can't compare ourselves to our parents' generation. Like, yeah. Uh, but the time that both my parents are thirty, they had they had a child, they had a house. Both of them had cars, and that just, like that hasn't happened to anyone I know. Basically, tri- yeah. No one um, was, anyway.
0: I think the same. I was born. I was born when my parents were 31 and I'm the last out of five kids. That's
1: wild.
0: Exactly, yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> my parents are, a
1: wild thinking
0: at, at a similar age to me, my parents had four slash five kids and then now there's me like, you know, I lost a job halfway through this year, moved to a flat share and kind of just like, you know, just chilling out and just doing the fucking what to do day to day and they have like a, a big ass family. <laughs> like, I, can't even, I can't even comprehend. It's my
1: mouth to feed,
0: absolutely mad. I don't Even. know why they did it. They're insane, basically. Obviously, it's a weird, it would be a weird conversation to have with your parents, but sometimes I do think, but I know that I regret my existence, but I always think to myself, why do you have so many kids for, man?
1: Yeah. Like, why like... do you <laughs> people,
0: put yourself under that kind of pressure? Like...
1: <laughs> I reckon now, because you're the above um, the and above you are twins, right? Yeah. So I reckon. Like when you like when your mom fell pregnant, she was only expecting one child, mm. and then she got tears like and she like when when she like just having tears, she was like, oh fucking hell. Like, oh yeah, it's not
0: it's true to be fair." So she had um let me think. Oh, I will won't, I won't mention names, but like the gaps are so eldest brother it was nineteen eighty two, second eldest nineteen eighty four, and then they had the twins in eighty nine,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: interesting at the time because I think my mum was talking to her mum my grandma on her side. And she was saying you know, that, that 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 pregnancy, pregnancy number three, was particularly rough. And Grandma yeah. was like, "Oh, you better you better be careful. It's not twins that you got inside you." And she's <laughs> like, Don't say that. And then a few weeks later, the ultras the, ultra the ultrasound came back, and lo and behold, it was twins.
1: Oh um, dear. Yeah.
0: And then I the think I think I'm sure they said they wanted a girl. Um, and I think I was like the last opportunity to, for them to have a girl.
1: Are you sure you um, wasn't an accident, Kieran?
0: No, I think... Oh, well, I'll never know. I can't, I can't really ask them, though, can I? Why
1: it, not? Like, that'd be weird.
0: Was I intended to be?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would not. A mistake. We really? Yeah, no, yeah. The yeah, pair didn't intend to have me.
0: But do, do they want kids anyway, do you know?
1: I have no idea, actually. I don't know about that. I never, I never that's, that. that's
0: a real question to ask. <laughs> did, they, did, did they want kids full stuff? I think with mine, um, because they only had four kids, like... Even if it was an accident, it, you know, it wouldn't make him, Once he got four kids, I think anymore doesn't really, doesn't really make much of a dent, does it? Like, you know, still have yeah. <laughs> a fucked up budget because there's so many people, so many mouths to feed. Like. <laughs> um, five yeah, or I th- I a I, th- I think they did actually want a girl. Um, and then they gave up after me. I don't know what it is, but they sort of four different pregnancies and end up with five boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I always used to say as a joke as well that our family was, you know, Pride and Prejudice, but they've got five girls. I always said it was like you know, it's five white girls. I always say it was like we were like the reverse of that, like five black boys, like
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> five what? Five black boys from inner city, inner city Birmingham,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, rather than to like you know, in the is it in Yorkshire? Where is it set? I can't remember Yorkshire, Derbyshire. Like not sure. You know what? I've um, never read it.
1: When I was um when I was a student, they made us read um, Persuasion. By Jane Austen. Yeah. I hated it. I fucking hated it. So <laughs> I, I never I never touched her again.
0: I read Pride and Prejudice in I wanna say 2012. And then I watched the the 1995 or 1996 BBC series um, with Colin Firth. Um and I, I really fell in love with it. I was like, this is actually really good. So I'm not I even like and then I was gonna reread it this year, but I got through like the first chapters. Like, I'd already been it. like it's 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 proper like it's, it's very far removed from my world completely. But I, I thought it's very interesting so I think I, I understand the hype basic after I read it. Um I think maybe back then in 2012, I tried to read was it, it is either Emma or Sense of Sensibility because I'd watched the film for one of them, but I couldn't mm-hmm. really get into it. But um, I've read a bit more than usual this year, but I have still am very behind on the reading. Um, I'm just annoyed that I used to read all the time growing up, and then I kind of hit a wall where I kind of read. If I read, it's like a special occasion. And that shouldn't be the case. I'll, I'll, I'd love to be the person that can read one book a week. but
1: Yeah, I it's... can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that at yeah. all. Because um, I'm so used to reading fiction... <laughs> I've got this book. Um, it's literally looking at me now. Black and British by David Arreaga. Oh yeah, yeah. And I started that, and it's interesting, but like it's not a story. You know what I mean? So like, yes. I've been on it for months now, and I haven't like I've not made a dent in it. And I'm said I'm not gonna give up on it. So I just need to. See so you know
0: what though? See, nonfiction is a brand new world to me because growing up, I always read fiction. Uh, it's usually like a literature focus. Where where yeah. where I could. And so this year, um, for nonfiction, I read you know, Rennie A Lodge. And it's interesting because obviously that was very topical this year and why I'm, why I'm no longer speaking to white people about race. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's very topical this year, but it's it's from the Christmas present you gave to me from in twenty seventeen, I think it was.
1: Yeah. We had The
0: Secret Santa and you bought that book for me and it much mm-hmm. off three years, and then when we had all the um when the George Floyd incident happened. I was, I was like, I've been putting off reading this book for like three years. Let me, let me crack it. I thought it's fascinating, and then I turned my attention to Malcolm X's autobi- autobiography, and yeah. i have only, only read a few, uh, the first few chapters. And it's like I said, it's still a brave new world to me because I'm used to when I'm when I'm reading, I'm used to reading fiction, yeah. Um, and there's so much art, and so much beauty in literature and, and um, sort of you know, even as commercial fiction or fantasy. And I don't associate reading with um, with nonfiction where it's I mean, not simply that, uh, it's not just it's not simply a list of facts but it's just about how someone is analysing the world and yeah. evidence that they're bringing to it and it's yeah. um, I didn't find it it's not that it's not interesting it's just that I'm, I'm not used to engaging with reading through that medium as it were but yeah. it's something I need to, it's something I need to learn though because a lot of the a lot of things that I look at, I think oh that looks really interesting it's all nonfiction at the end mm-hmm. of the day and there's so yeah. much out there so yeah. much out there
1: do you have any goals for your thirties?
0: Goals, 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 goals. Like, um, let me think. Um, I need to get back in shape slash maintain shape because it is really. I think it's the key to staying young. Is just to keep exercise and keep moving. Um, I would like to find some kind of solid career or vocation in my thirties. I feel like you can kind of. Do bits and pieces in your twenties, and you yeah. can do that afterwards as well. But in my thirties, I would like. You know, someone asked me, "What do you do?" I'd like to my. I'd like my answer to be aligned with what I actually care about in life, rather than what I do just to bring money in so I can go on holidays when I want and party the weekend. Yeah, that's that would be the main thing. I want like a vocation in my thirties. Um, yeah, I, that might be a lofty goal. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Uh how about yourself? Any. Because, you know, you're going to
1: you have to start thinking about it. I've set myself a challenge to uh, to complete by the time I turn 30. Okay. I've so, uh, got two, two challenges. One was to um, get out of debt, basically. Mm, okay, that's a good one. Pardon? That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I moved to London to do a master's degree. Mm-hmm. What well, to do that master degree? I took out a bank loan. Took out a bank loan for like ten grand, and um, I'd been paying that off over the next five years, like uh, incrementally, and that ended last month. Ended um, yeah, ended um, in November. Amazing. And I've got some credit card debt still that I need that I still need to pay off about a grand mm. and a half that I need to pay. Mm. So I'm planning to have all of that finished by the time March comes next year. So, um, so I turned thirty, so I'm completely debt free. Um, mm. all of the money that I earn, because I've learned to live because I've I've been paying this debt, this debt for so long. I've learned to live without that money, like mm. me, that, that spare money that I can use to like invest in something. Things or, are interested like, in, money. yeah. So yeah, so uh, once I've turned thirty and all my finances are in order, then I can really think about like what I'm gonna do with this spare money now. That's that's really good. um, The second one is um, is to get in shape as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to be in the best shape of my life, basically. By the turn by the time I turn thirty, so I've been going like since the gym has reopened. Key, I've been going. I've been going. I went to wow, wow, twice. (laughs) Oh, twice. (laughs) twice Yeah. I went once in the morning was for school, like a workout and mm. I went for a swim, like um I'm signed up to not like the better gym. Yeah. I'm signed up with that with them. And um they've got a they've got a pool there, so I went for swimming my lunch break.
0: I like it, you mean business. Um are you are you a decent swimmer?
1: I I used to be when I was when I was younger, when like when I was a child uh. I remember lessons. Now I'm rusty. I wouldn't call myself. Uh, I call myself competent. I mean, like I can swim, but mm. like I can't. I can't be doing not like no um no front crawl or not and no, like butterfly or thing like that in the oh, water. No, I know
0: what you mean because it's it's interesting because I you know the whole stereotype about black people not black being people able to swim, swim. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this until much later in life because my experience of swimming we did it in uh, primary school and then the first secondary school I went to, but was just in year seven, but. In primary school, especially, I was a crap swimmer, but there were lots of black people in my class who were really good swimmers. Yeah. So when I grew when I grew up here, and all the black people constantly was thinking, "says who?" kind of thing. Yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I could do, I could do about twenty meters and say, um, and when I moved to Newcastle in twenty seventeen, I took a few lessons of, I went to adult swim class. The yeah. pool that I went to is actually closed now, but um, as in they're closed, they closed indefinitely, um, even before Corona or anything like that. Um, I. I've always struggled with it um, I can't keep my legs above the water my batty and my legs just sink and, but yeah. I want to try I want to learn it because my knees are shit so I don't like running um, I've got a bike but I don't cycle but I have a rowing machine that I never use but swimming <laughs> I genuinely enjoy
1: um, yeah.
0: but I just can't do very well uh, but it's it's a really fun sport
1: as long as you can get from one end of the pool to the next and you're doing alright
0: I guess so yeah but, um it looks like it's, it's
1: a it's a great piece of it, a part of cardio and exercise. Yeah, but I've been going I've been going hamky. So yesterday I went for a 5k run. Mm. Okay. Wow. Went, you mean? Tomorrow there's a Pilates class on that I'm gonna go to. Thursday it's um spin class. I mean to is this I'm not ramping here. I love it, I love it. <laughs> Uh, See, is this, um,
0: this, this is when I wish I lived like near where you are Because I'd have someone maybe to tag along with Or yeah, to you know To give me some motivation
1: Yeah um, I've been vegan Today and yesterday as well
0: Well well, well well well
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good to hear Keep it up man keep it
1: up So yeah so um, my plan is To take it so I have to be done by March. So I'm taking it like st- three phases. So December, mm. January and February and we're at the beginning of March. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm not changing things that much. Like I am like be more conscious about my diet and I'm trying to exercise more. And I'm gonna mm. see where that gets me for this month. And then in, when January comes, I'm gonna do, I'm probably gonna do dry January again. And I might try a vegan month if I can. Mm. So if I combine that with my with um, hopefully like exercise that I'm still doing now, I can start seeing results. Well, this, oh, is, yeah. this is
0: great to hear. I'm, I'm loving the momentum and the enthusiasm. That's really good. Yeah. I'm so, so with all this, oh, from all the exercise, that's all. Like, no pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> so with all this preparation. um do you want to do anything special for your thirtieth, or are you just gonna just take see how it goes, or what?
1: do Well, I will wait till next year till I start thinking about it because, like, I could make all big plans. We we'll could we we'll going back in a lockdown again,
0: depending
1: yeah, on yeah. The vaccine or what have you. Mm. But I would like to do something for it. I'm much like you, where like I don't really like the attention of like having a birthday and everyone looking at me to know what to do. To be responsible mm. for other people's fun. I'm it's not stressful, reading, man. It's yeah, stressful. I'm not really what about that, but I think because it's like it's like a milestone. It yeah. should be like it should. It should be. Yeah, it should be a thing. But yeah, and like I said, I'd i start when I turn 30. I'd, I, um, when I turn 25, I'd like this is old enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it, ha- it, it, it.
0: I think that's a it's a recurring theme though, isn't it? I remember when I was 19. I thought 19 was a perfect age. I thought 18 seemed too young and 20 was too serious. When I was 19, I was like, I want to be 19 forever. Forever yeah. forever I and mean, forever and that was in 2009. It's a great year, man, like a great year. Just a, no, no cares in the world. I had a part-time job and a student loan. I was on the voc, I was in, I did a vocational course, so there wasn't much SRI, and it was just pretty much, most of it was fun. And just play out every, every weekend. Why do
1: you say what you did
0: no, because I mean it was just to stress the fact that there were you know the, the academic component was limited. and It was mainly obviously that I enjoyed doing, like the practical, um. and um, I loved it. And then when it hit twenty, I was like, oh, God, I don't know. But twenty is fucking baby at twenty. Um, yeah. when I hit when it hit twenty five, again I had the feelings of oh are you ha-, you know are we supposed to achieve something by twenty five or or what or anything? But I still felt pretty young at twenty five. I think. It's maybe 28, 29, 30 when I kind of felt oh shit. I feel older, but that's more maybe to doing less exercise. Like obviously the older mm. you get, you can't really be resting on your laurels, you can't be taking your sort of health and well-being for granted. Like you can't obviously when I was 22 and th- those kind of ages, I could eat what I wanted and still feel yeah. pretty fresh, fresh and I'm raring to go. Whereas now, like you know, you can't be complacent, you gotta you gotta put the effort in. Um yeah. but it sounds yeah. like you're doing, which I this
1: is great to hear. Well, I need to like, I need to keep it on. That like, I'm a person that is like, let's say I'll go to the gym like five days a week, one week, and not again for like the next two weeks. But um, okay. like, if I'm serious about this goal, which I am, I can't do that. So yeah, I just need to like it's tr- like changing your mindset, man. Changing like, uh, mm. changing your habits. Because usually, especially now that I'm working from home that like if work starts at nine, not nine. I'm not even gonna like it. I'll stay in bed till eight forty-five.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely! I'll do the same as well. That's the perfect of from home. I don't have to worry about a commute, um, and also you don't have the feeling of oh, if I don't eat breakfast, when am I going to eat next? Because it's okay. So if I don't eat breakfast at a certain time, I'll just eat. It. I'll just pop down to the kitchen a little bit later. It's not a problem. Yeah, um, exactly. So I would. I, I'm in. I fully support milking these advantages of working at home. Definitely. Yeah. Um I love having to not commute. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this is a good question actually. So like from this like we've all heard about like the doom and gloom of lockdown. Mm. What is like The there some positives that come of it from, from um for you? Um I think
0: so when I think about lockdown as having begun in March of this year. And all the way, all the way through to now, because for me, it's lockdown slash just corona madness in general. Positives were, I think, I had more time to pursue things I was interested in, so I actually read some books this year, which hasn't happened since 2015. Um, I reflected more about where I want to end up, like career-wise, like socially as well, um, and I think I've, I've started speaking to my family more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like we weren't, you know, we weren't, astra- we were estranged or anything beforehand. But it was easy to get caught up in work and, like, you know, your weekly targets at work and shit like that, and just forget yeah. about, you know, your your roots and your connection to your roots. Whereas um, I talk to my family more, especially my parents, um, and I've, I've enjoyed just I've enjoyed the time to not have to worry about work so much because obviously we all have to work as part of life. But I'm very much in the mindset of you should work just about enough to earn what you want to earn. But really, we're not putting this earth to do nine to five until we're sixty, seven or whatever. Like it's it seems to me to me it's the biggest scam going. And I mm-hmm. think like a lot of people, this year has given us time to pursue things we're actually, actually interested in and things we're passionate about, rather than just have to, you know. Run around the hamster wheel for eight hours a day, and save up some money for for your holiday. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What have you? Um, have any positive, positive improvements?
1: Coronavirus from twenty twenty. Um, one financial again, so I've been able to save a lot of money. Mm. Uh, I've been able to pay off, yeah, pay off debt much faster than I would have done before, which is good. Um, that whole like pursuing like different things, I think is. Um, is a good thing as well. Really,
0: I think Well, with this vaccine talk, I'm holding out and being optimistic that we can, you know, do some festivals next year. That would be like, amazing. Why are you
1: thinking about this vaccine, actually? <sighs> See, I've
0: not done my research. I've only looked at the odd comment here and there. And I have reservations. However, yeah. I'm not going to turn down the vaccine. Um, yeah. Also, I realize because because we are you are relatively young and relatively healthy, we're not going to be offered it first. Yeah. So, at the risk of like an absolute dickhead, if there are negative side effects, maybe we might not catch them oh. because <laughs> the guinea the guinea pigs would have gone like before us or whatever. But however, if if we were first in line, I would still take it. If that's any consolation, um, <laughs> I, I, I I would be happy to, to take
1: it. How to about you? Fair, so I just wanna be clear and say that I am in no way an anti vaxxer. I right, like all yeah. of that like, <laughs> yeah, but. History, like, going around that like, I don't believe in any of it. But with this coronavirus vaccine, just by like how quickly it's been rolled out, how like the government mm. are like really pushing people to um to take this vaccine, it is a bit off putting.
0: Yeah, I understand that definitely.
1: Um, I feel like the reasons why I don't, I don't really want to take it are, are not necessarily rational. Like if I think about it, I don't really think that the government is going to make us, or that like we're going to, they're going to be like a vaccine that's going to not be tested or have or mm. or problems in it. But in the yeah. back of my mind, i will be like, "We said that but that wasn't there."
0: It's just, it's just a hunch and the gut feeling, and you can't ignore those at the end of the day. I know what you mean because I think I'm similar. Um... I don't have a massive wealth of science knowledge or anything. I haven't looked in detail in how the vaccines has been developed or the, the trial runs have done or, or the um, the research that they've done with um, having volunteers to test out on, but yeah. just when you see different memes and infographs, of, I saw one the other day there was a big graph of um, all the major vaccines we have now and from when the, when the disease was discovered and when the vaccine was completed, mm-hmm. and most of them were like 10, 15, 20 years plus with corona, it's
1: under 12 months. Yeah, it's um, madness, isn't it? It's mad But having
0: said having said all this, like if, if they say oh there's a vaccine available, I'm going to take it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm only gonna take it because like I'm not even gonna like it. like it wasn't on my on top of my list to take to take the vaccine. Okay. But like I know what I'm like. If they're telling me that, I'm, that I need to have a vaccine to go to Glastonbury, then I'm going to take a vaccine. I'm going to say you will be
0: there like crack of dawn. Right, come yeah. on. Roll up your sleeve. Who's going to administer it? Have Makes you ever sense.
1: watched a show called um, Utopia? Oh, is that the one with Zendaya in it? No, 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 no. That's, well, that's Euphoria. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, haven't, I haven't watched that. I'll but, give you uh, the
0: Channel
1: 4 show. It's um basically I mean it's it's re- it's like science sci-fi, it's really complicated. But basically it's about like some like really shady like company. Like mm. um and they are tra- they are trying to sterilise like the human race, basically. <sighs> and they do that by um releasing um a flu, they called it Russian flu. Mm. And they released it on the public um because it was killing people, like killing people off. Um, they had this vaccine and in this vaccine had a serum that made people sterile. um, They were saying that... um, Population control. Yeah, the whole of the human race is um, out of control of populated. So that was their way of trying to do population control. Mm -hmm. So when I watched that in these... I
0: don't even even think it's that far-fetched a theory either, to be fair.
1: Yeah, so when I saw that... And now mm. they're like giving me like giving like this um, this, this um vaccine here
0: that everyone's in this, pretty much every ninety percent of the population is probably end up taking.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> seems a bit convenient.
0: We'll have to see. I could never, I would never predict we would be living through a time like this where no. there's there's one major event affecting everybody across
1: the globe. It's yeah. Mad. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I mean, nobody had this on their horizon. Like, I remember this time last year, like, it, um, coronavirus, like, being on TV. Like, if this was a movie, and mm. this would be, like, the foreshadowing before the, before the year. I remember and... even, like, around Christmas time, and, and on the news, it was like, oh, yeah, like, the case of coronavirus, like have jumped up in, like, Wuhan, China. And you're like, oh, yeah, let mm. turn the TV over. And now look at us.
0: <laughs> exactly and I will say that you and your cousin who's also a good friend of mine when I saw you like in was it early March I was like guys this, it was like really serious like you know it's I wouldn't take it lightly and I was being a bit silly like when we were on the tube I was like oh, don't touch any of the, um, the handrails or anything like you know wash your hands don't touch your mouth blah blah yeah. blah <laughs> but then within weeks of joking about that we were in lockdown um it was I don't know it's been an interesting year I'm I'm feeling optimistic, just because you know you get that you get that sort of impetus when the um, when the year is coming to an end. Yeah. I just, like in my res, well, New Year resolutions haven't really gone to plan this year, but I, I actually have an excuse. We will we will have a genuine excuse this year for uh, yeah. not realizing any of New Year's resolutions. But I need to think of some more. Um, they're not going really, to they're not going really to deviate too much from what I already tried to do anyway.
1: know
0: um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to New Year. I'm hoping that. 2021 brings somewhat of a return to normality.
1: Some stupidity, um, I think, would be exactly nice.
0: Yes, exactly. And oh, well, um, it yeah. does seem as
1: like if you're heading for an no deal Brexit. So who knows? <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Oh,
0: God. Yeah, that's just, that's, you know what? It's funny. What's been refreshing, actually, one of the few refreshing things about Corona is that Brexit talk has taken a back seat.
1: So it's yeah, like that kind yeah. of it's like that
0: issue to the side or something. Yeah. Um, but now it's you know it's reared its head again. But we'll
1: see. <laughs> <sighs> I tell you what, Keith. If um if if we, if we end up with another Brexit as Scotland gets their independence, man, I'm even to Scotland. I'm, I'm moving to Scotland. <laughs> it's not Edinburgh? You think um you think they've got a, a Juliet in Don
0: and what, a Juliets Oh, don't yeah. be silly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always wonder, like, because there's there's a black hair shop in Newcastle in the centre. Now, I've not set foot in it, and I don't know who owns it, but let's not go down this route, but I don't think it's black people that own it, but oh, I'm not going to say anymore on where, that subject.
1: Where you get your cream from if you, don't, if you don't get it from there?
0: But the only thing, the only thing that I use is Palmers, to be fair, like, they the only, like, black products. I've got Palmers, which you can get in most supermarkets.
1: Um, how much, how much are you paying for that palm, palm key? Oh, um, anything, not loads.
0: Of, see, like, it literally she to sell it? Um, the, the, the so, big pub? No, nah, it must be. I don't. It's, it's on the other of the room. I, I don't know the exact...
1: Do um, you? Do for the top or do you use the cream? Like, you know, I the,
0: use, I use, I use a bottle, not the square two oh, bottle, right, just the yeah. bottle with a cap, um, and the unscented one with the can. But also, I um, what else do I use? I've got E forty five cream. I've also got a mix of um shea butter and sort of, shea shea, whatever it's called, shea butter and coconut oil that I've mixed together as well. Um that I've churned up. I got the raw shea butter on Amazon, um like a massive block of it, and that's for absolutely ages. Um and that's what I use on my hair and my beard and sometimes on my skin, but it's very thick and dense, as you can imagine. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but like day thick cream is it's like either Palmers or E forty five. I use some, the sometimes of the coconut palm. oil.
1: Yeah. Like most times I most time I I keep two creams, one mm-hmm. main cream and one backup cream for emergencies. Yeah. And the main one is the Toba Palmer's, which you don't get from you don't get from supermarkets Like you have to go to. You know the shops, man, like Juliet's Beauty Queen, one of the yeah, I say, I don't
0: see the toes too often, but now that you mention that is it's like the the shop sold at the more specialist shops, aren't they?
1: Yeah, um, especially like especially shots to me, like the black hair shots. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, like the, the ones where they have like
1: um, like the million <coughs> wigs in this in the shop corner, yeah,
0: <laughs> black, brown, red hair. Um, but speaking of Edinburgh, like I've only been through it briefly. You've been to the fringe a couple of times, haven't you? Um,
1: only the ones, yeah, the, only the ones source. I performed there. I went.
0: I mean, I'm more open minded about where to say let's say I stayed in the UK a long time. I'm more open minded about where to be based because before I moved up here, I'd never set I'd never been this far up north. I'd been the first I've been had been Manchester and Leeds. When I moved to Newcastle, I felt like I was moving to a different country, but now it's just very normal because I've been here a few years. Yeah. So my um my curiosity and sense of adventure sort of widened a bit. Um like I don't feel scared to move to certain parts of the UK. I think you Know, depending where it is, it might be a challenge. I'm thinking, you know, well, I'm sure I can take it on, but yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, this is Black Boy Joy Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Boy Joy Podcast on, on Twitter. We are at BLK Pod. Um, if you want to email us, that's blackboyjoypodcast at gmail.com. As ever, any comments, feedback, any questions. in touch with us via any of those channels um you can listen to us on spotify on itunes on anchor there's another one forgetting about google podcasts as well um any of these platforms you want to leave a review we are happy to receive any feedback and thanks for sticking with us especially for the people that have been here from the very beginning when we first started recording we really loved having an audience and we've loved speaking about you know a variety of issues um and lastly, if there's anything that you want us to discuss that we haven't touched on before, as ever, we're happy to hear any suggestions. So for now, it's goodbye from me,
1: Kieran. And goodbye from me. Goodbye. You know what that okay, sounds yes. like? Sorry. You know, um, University Challenge. You think University yeah, Challenge? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> University Challenge. <laughs> University Challenge um, Pointless is similar as well. Yeah, oh, that's the Yeah, that's yeah. the point. And was, was in a show called How To, and that's how for now. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV program? Fabulous.